I was, can I be honest really, really quick? Well, we just were. I, just, yeah. <laughs> I had this incredibly irrational fear that the students were just going to kind of all give each other a look. Oh, mm-hmm. stand up and walk out. Walk out. hundred <laughs> percent. Or like it all do? talked about it before. Start throwing things at me. It. Sure. Yes. And, yeah. That I physically could not stop them if they mm-hmm. just decided we're collectively finished yep. with you yep. and we're finished with whatever you want us to do. We are leaving. And I would just have to say <laughs> goodbye. Thank you for joining us on the Teachers Changing Teaching Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dr. Jamie Collins, Natalie Davey, and Rachel Evans. Hi, thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jamie Collins. I'm Rachel Evans. And I'm Natalie Davey. I like how we sounded like, it sounds as if we're singing it. I'm Jamie. <laughs> a little sing-songy. Yeah. And <laughs> the hills are alive. I also like that we the do Bond it. Trap family. We all, <laughs> no one wants we to hear that podcast. We same circle without even saying it. We, we do. do. We do work clockwise. We do. For those of you who are wondering, around the table. And we always sit in the same spot. Oh, we were talking about this. We were at a restaurant earlier, and it's like when you're in a college classroom, and nobody gives you a seating assignment. No. Nobody assigns you. Nobody no. tells you you have to stay in that seat. But after that first class, if Set. you change seats, I'm a stealer of a seat. You are a stealer. <laughs> I've been guilty of that. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I'll have my students, I'll say, okay, you know, find someone who is not sitting next to you. And the death looks that I receive are pretty intense. <laughs> How dare you Prank. expect me to move out of this quadrant that I've created? Safety. My little safe my spot. All right. So moving on from our quadrant of uh, introductions, we have today a question and uh, we're excited to share it with you. And this is the podcast or this is the um, episode where we blow it up. So Rachel, will you share with us your question? Oh yeah. My question was in the first two weeks of school, how do I create a classroom community? How do I share expectations for the course? And how do I engage students in the work? In the course content. Yeah, good question. And mm-hmm. and I appreciate that you're focusing on the first two weeks. Yeah. But those are really pivotal, right? Yes. That sets up your whole year, basically. Mm-hmm. Completely. Mm-hmm. You're very much setting the tone those first two weeks. Right. And my first year teaching, I I didn't know what to do those first two weeks. What were your thoughts when you were thinking about your first two weeks? You were planning it, you hadn't taught before. What were some things that you were thinking about those first two weeks, Rachel? Terror. I'll answer. <laughs> what that was do I do? Terror. 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 <laughs> I'm going to have to stand up and say things, and there's going to be 30 yeah. high school kids looking at me, expecting me to have things to say and things for them to do. <laughs> I was, can I be honest, really, really quick? Well, we just were. I, just, yeah. <laughs> I had this incredibly irrational fear that the students were just going to kind of all give each other a look. Oh, mm-hmm. stand up. And walk out. Walk out. hundred <laughs> percent. Or like it all too? talked about it before. Start throwing things at me. It. Sure. Yes. And yeah. That I physically could not stop them if mm-hmm. they just decided we're collectively finished yep. with you yep. and we're finished with whatever you want us to do. We are leaving. And I would just have to say <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> I'm not throwing my body in front of the door. No. I, you know, that wasn't part of my 
I preparation. had nightmares like the first, oh, like sweet. before I started teaching of like my classroom wasn't ready and the school was like on fire and flooding school was on fire. And then like students would walk in and they would see my classroom wasn't ready and they just turn around and Listen, walk out. I still have nightmares about teaching. I still am in my dreams. All of a sudden I'm in a, in the front of the classroom. Mm-hmm. There are 30 adolescents. They are staring at me. And I have no idea what I'm supposed to do. I don't know what, as a science class, is this math? Oh, no. Is this English? Oh, no. They are waiting. The bell has rung. And I am standing there staring at them. Yep. Yeah. And, and I wake up in a cold sweat. Yep. Um, there to was a, this day. There was a time right before school started where I sat up in bed, Connor said, in the middle of the night, put my hand out, pointed at the wall, and just said, boys, boys, absolutely not. Absolutely not. And he said, in that moment, I thought, I absolutely not. I can't sleep right now. But Emily told me, absolutely not. Absolutely not. Anyways, so can relate. So even in our dreams, we are managing a classroom. Yeah. And terrified of the first two weeks. That's right. That's right. Terrified Terrified of the first two weeks. So we have three phrases that we kind of want to think about and explore. We've got this word community. Um, Thinking about how with our classroom, how we take care of our classroom is either cultivating um, a community, right? Mm-hmm. Building that connection between the students and between yourself. Um, the second word would be expectations, how we are communicating what we want and what we expect students to do in response. Mm-hmm. And then um, how the students engage with the course content. So kind of maybe uh, we're thinking about when to bring in content mm-hmm. and maybe to what level, how challenging, how easy and then um, also think about how far ahead do we show them, right? Do we just say, this is our first unit, this is our first lesson. What, you know, how much do we unveil or mm. show throughout those first two weeks? Right. So what I'd like to ask, what, what I think or what I'm thinking about right now is um, a difference that I have <coughs> kind of talked about in my courses that have helped students grasp these ideas a little bit more clearly is instead of thinking about what they do in the classroom as classroom management, mm. Because when you say classroom management, I find that people feel as if they have to leave everything they've ever learned at the door. Right. And then all of a sudden learn or cultivate or develop this whole new collection of teacher skills, teacher things, right? teacher stuff mm. that's, that is another universe than the universe that they grew up in. Right. When we say classroom leadership, what I ask students to do is think about excellent leadership. Right. Right. You have been led. Hopefully there's been some places in your life where you have, um, you have done the leading. How can you use those leadership skills that you've already developed or that you're aware of to um, lead your classroom well? Mm. So instead of thinking about how I'm managing students, I almost like visually think of this like hands over. Mm. I'm managing you. Right. Versus leadership. I'm I'm ahead of you just enough. Right. Um, But I'm communicating well. Right. Because we, no matter how many classes we have had about teaching, we can identify some basic components of leadership, right? Communication. Yeah. Being clear. (laughs) We're trying not to laugh because Natalie brought her dog over to the podcast (laughs) and he's getting into something and we're all looking at each other trying to decide if we should stop the dog or just keep going with the podcast. Because it just keeps ringing the bells and it just reminds me of like... Chris 
Christmas and him just <laughs> We just the, got these the bells, bells in order for the dogs to tell us they need to go outside, but they're of course they're not up. They're just on the floor and Pico <laughs> has found them. Well, and he is bell trained, so he's looking at them like, "Oh, oh he is bell trained?" Oh yeah. You need to tell me how to do that cuz we started Great. bell training and we now they're on the floor. <laughs> sure. Sure. Okay. This is the riveting all content to you're all here for. <laughs> on the bell. Connor will talk to you on the next podcast about bell training cuz he did it. So uh, we're in process in the Collins house. Puppy always. leadership. Via, Puppy leadership. Via we're dog leadership. bell we are, training. We are always in process. Oh, okay. So share with me your thoughts uh, about that, creating those two classroom management versus classroom leadership mm. and what that causes us to further develop about this question. I have a very quick thought. So I'm going to share that. Um, when I think about classroom management, I think what, what you were saying, Jamie, it's synonymous with just control. Yes. Control. Control the bodies. Control the bodies. Yeah. And control every detail. And I can't fail because I'm the manager here. Right. And Mm. if they don't do exactly what I have outlined. Right. I have failed. I have failed. And I'm not a good teacher. Right. Ooh, that's hard. And the model very much is me in that scenario, me versus them. Yes. That's really Mm. insightful. Yeah. Whereas classroom leadership, more bowering. (laughs) Whereas uh, classroom leadership is instead of like me versus them, it becomes me with them and even broader us together, together. And all of those things that, you know, kept us up at night, like the fears of what if this goes wrong and what if this goes wrong? Like, which fundamentally I'm worried about how I am controlling everything. Absolutely. In a classroom leadership model, it becomes how am I empowering my students and how am I coming alongside them? Yeah. How are we getting to the goal? Right. Not how am I micromanaging every step along the way? Right. And I think so often, I mean, literature does this frequently about the power dynamics and how so much of classroom management is trying to prove I am the powerful one here. Yes. I'm the one in power. You follow me and everything that I do has to go right. And it has to be perfect. Whereas classroom, uh, classroom leadership says, yes, I'm the teacher. Like I do have yes. a plan. I'm responsible. I'm responsible. I'm, I'm the responsible adult. for you. Yeah. I take that very seriously. Yes. A lot of times we don't as educators, but like we should take that responsibility very seriously. But it also says, but this isn't my show. Right. right. <laughs> yeah. I think we've talked before about leadership is I have a vision for where we're going and I would like I'm going to build trust with you so that you trust me to follow along Yes, and yep. to know that I have a plan. I have a vision for where we're going. Right. Um, and that I think helped me kind of switch focus from management to leadership. Um, I think especially my first year it was difficult. The, the balance I think of very like flexible management styles that Mm -hmm. I've seen versus very rigid management styles. I I leaned more towards the very flexible Mm. and it didn't work. It didn't work for you. It didn't work. Um, because then it, then I wasn't the adult in the room. What moment did you realize this didn't, this is not working? May I ask? Yes. I might need a second to think. Think about it. When there was cheese on my ceiling. (laughs) (laughs) That is so real. So 
real. I think that's one of my favorite lines yet, Rachel, <laughs> that I have heard you say. When there was cheese when on there was the I think that could be ceiling. a euphemism for a lot of things. Right. Yes. When you realize that it's not going as planned. Not going how oh, I want it to. There's ceiling. cheese on my ceiling. <laughs> and I'm five foot, so I can't get it down. You're going to have to call somebody. Yeah. And you're going to have to have them come in and see that. There's cheese on my ceiling, <laughs> right? Because I yes don't know what's going yes. on in my classroom because well, there's so many things going on, yeah. And I didn't set the expectation that I'm leaving the classroom. We have somewhere to go, and I'm the adult right. in the room, right? You know, right? Now, was it? I'm wondering about like your dispositions. So, like, why did you lean more towards being like flexible? Was it that you saw other teachers that you admired and they were flexible and they managed that well? Was it your own personality? If so, how do you balance? Like I am a flexible person in general, but that actually isn't what works best in the classroom, but I'm still honoring my personality and who I not putting on a face, not putting on a mask. Yeah. Oh, and I balance that was yep. good. That's good. Yeah. I had seen, I had seen some more flexible management styles that really worked for those teachers, right? Cause they leaned into that and it was working for them. Um, but then I, it, yeah, that's a good question. I always felt the pressure to be the cool teacher. I wanted them to honest. like me. Yeah. I wanted just, them to like me. It just seemed like the cool teachers were flexible mm. and kids were hanging out and mm. they liked it. Mm. And I yeah. always felt that pressure. I'll yeah. be honest. Yeah. And I, yeah, I have students that are like, yeah, your class was really fun last year, but we didn't learn a lot sometimes. You Did know, that like, hurt? Was that hard? Well, like they, they will say it's really fun. And then I'm the one that puts in the part where we didn't learn very much. That's my own inner voice. And yes, it does hurt me. <laughs> <laughs> the students compliment me and I can't even figure out how to turn that into a hurt remark. Sure. Yeah. That's what's real. There's, there's cheese on my ceiling. <laughs> there's cheese on my ceiling. Okay. Uh, expectations. When I say the word expectations, what do, what do you mean? What are you thinking of when I, when I say expectations? Like, here's how we're going to act in this space. Here's how we're going to behave in this space. Okay. Natalie. Yep. I think about these are our non-negotiables for how we're going to interact in here and this year. Okay. So the first two weeks, you're not saying this is how you write a paper. No. Oh no. You're saying, <laughs> you're saying this is how we are going to be doing work in here. Yes. And this is how we're going to interact with each other. Yeah. Cause this needs to be a place where everyone feels like they can write, they can share, they can be vulnerable okay. to with community building. You're laying the groundwork, right? Laying the groundwork for that. Yeah. Okay. And then, um, when do you bring in content? I normally wait to do content until the first two weeks are done. I normally, you do two weeks of things of things. Things. I hate to use that of word as, 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 as if it's not as valuable, mm. but you're not jumping into course content nope. in those first two weeks. Nope. Um, we do a lot of surveys, expectations. We do um, like inventories of reader identity, writer identity, that type of stuff. And I spend a lot of time going over my expectations and talking through what they are. In those first two weeks. Sure. And do you do basic, we're going to do this in response to practice these expectations that I have, or you just say, here's my expectations. Let's do some things. Oh, I, <laughs> I do 
it's tricky because my expectations, it's hard to actually tell them to then like turn around and be like, okay, now we're going to do this real quick. If that makes sense. Like one of my expectations is learn how to respect yourself. Right. So that's a little tricky to them. be like, and here, now we're going to do it right now. Do you have any like specific, um, ways that looks to respect yourself, like in your classroom? Yeah. So, um, I tell students when they've done, I don't know if this is fully answering your question, but when I can tell that they've done really lazy work that they've gotten away with in the past because they just did the work and they turn it in and they have been accustomed to like, I get a grade for this because I've done it. I tell them, was that respecting yourself? And then, you know, they'll always say no. And I say, okay, well, that's the first expectation. So you're going to do it again. So is that something like at the beginning of the year, in the first two weeks, you say you're going to respect yourself by turning in your best work. Right, right, right. Okay. Yep, yep. I see. A helpful clarification. Thank you, Rachel. You keep (laughs) me on track. What's one of your expectations? I think I have... Yeah. Be, be prepared. Mm. Um, like bring to class the stuff that you need to bring to class, right? Uh, your, your pencil, your Chromebook, your paper, whatever your book right. to read. So I'll probably bring in course content the end of the second week. Like it might be, you know, the Thursday, Friday sure. of the second week. And my first units that I teach are narrative writing. So I will usually do some type of writing that, um, will help me get to know students and get them sort of into narrative writing. Sure. And all of this is just to continue to blow up this question. The goal of the first two weeks I hear from both of you are getting to know students. Right. Yes. Um, and that the, um, the established routines are, are important mm. <clears throat> because when we're thinking about the first two weeks, we're not thinking about how to jump into the hard things yet. We're setting the groundwork so that we can do the hard things well. Right. Later. Yes. Right. Okay. And there's, you can focus on the content on the difficult things later on. Sure. Because the routines, expectations, how we're going to interact with each other is already sure. established. Right. right. And this question kind of leans into this, this concept of a purpose, right? That my two weeks are not fluff weeks. No, they're not oh, no. time buying no. weeks. Right. I'm asking this question because I intentionally want to, um, start from the very beginning, right. Building it up. Writing up an effective classroom for the whole year. You think about it, peace in the classroom. Yeah. If you can, if you can help create that, yes, that is going to fundamentally change your year. Right. And so the question is, how do I create that? Right. How am I thinking about the peace of the classroom, the flow of the classroom? Mm, Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Thank you for asking that question, Rachel, and for causing us to think about very specifically. The two weeks, right? Two those weeks. first, yeah, two those weeks. first two weeks. Thank you for listening. We appreciate your guys' time, and we look forward to providing you with some solutions in our question answer podcast coming up next. Thanks for joining us on Teachers Changing Teaching today at school. Consider this: How can viewing yourself as the classroom leader instead of the classroom manager change your approach to teaching? Have a great week. We'll see you soon.